Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, welcome back to AusBiz Australia's only live streaming business and markets channel. Great to have your company on this Friday. Very big welcome to uh, all our viewers who tune in through Twitter and Facebook every Friday. Great to have your company. You can catch us every weekday between 12 midday and 1 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time as we analyse 10 stocks that our viewers send in. We put them to an expert panel for their adjudication. And uh, of course, you can um, see the old entire Ausbiz channel on ausbiz.com.au or download the app from the, uh, from the Apple Store, Apple App Store. And uh, you can sort of be tuning in every day between 8.30 and roughly 4.30 p.m. where we're streaming live and then you can catch up on the platform as well. Uh, today, a cracker panel for a Friday. Uh, Claude Walker from A Rich Life is with us in the flesh. Claude, good to see you. Uh, thanks for having me. It's uh, good to be here. Uh, made the trip from Canberra in a very festive tire. Yeah, I it's love my it happy as tie. well. Yeah, I'm pleased. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the end of the year. <laughs> Christmas is approaching, New Year's yeah. as well. Have, how's the trip, uh, the move to the ACT been? Good. I'm, good. I'm an advocate for Canberra. I think it's a great place to live. We're right. very happy there. We've got a great group of friends there as well. We went to university at ANU. Any. any uh, oh. Anyone watching from ANU, it's definitely uh, my favourite university. Place to go. <laughs> Not that you're biased at all. Um, how are you, how you seeing the markets at the moment? Uh, it's kind of an interesting transitional phase again. Um, it's been a bit gentler than March, obviously, but yep. um, I guess we've got the vaccines around the corner. So increasingly now, I'm, I'm thinking that it would be good to invest in some of those companies that have been held back a little bit by right. the pandemic. So... Uh, there are a number of good quality companies. So as you know, I am mostly interested in um, tech, software, healthcare. Of course, yep. I go outside that, but that's sort of the kind of business model I like best. Yeah. And some of those uh, companies have had a bit of a slowdown to their enterprise sales, um, especially if you know just their normal sales process involves a lot of in-person stuff. Yep. Even more so if their normal sales process involves... Uh, going into hospitals and stuff, who have obviously right. got other priorities at the yep. moment. Yeah. So I think that if they're a good quality, that's kind of my favourite trade sort of for right now, right. is a company that might have had a bit of a weight on its shoulders will get lifted in 2021. Oh, but okay. it's a company I'd like anyway. So is Appen one of those? No, Appen's... That, that so, was a, so that's a bit of a focus on the call yesterday. Yeah, and understandably so. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Appen actually... Um, there's a separate issue that I have with Appen, which is, and this is what I wrote after their actual last recent results, is yeah. they had, they did that old chestnut where you say, oh, look, these results aren't so good, but we've got this sort of big second half yeah. coming. And I wrote at the time, look, I crunched the numbers, I was like, I don't see how they're going to get here. It seems yeah. punchy. But then, of course, Appen's a very interesting, good company. Yeah. So I only sold half my shares. And I said I would. I said, right. oh, I'm thinking about it. I'm going to probably sell at least half. Yeah. Unfortunately, I did only sell about half. Right. And now it's down 25% since then, and it's been yeah. down further than that. When that downgrade came out yesterday, um, I actually sold my remaining shares. Oh, so I, okay. I'd, I'd been a seller between about 30 and 38, I right. guess. And yeah. now it's probably now getting closer to where I would be interested in buying it again. Ah. The problem is that um, I don't see that it's obvious that these tech companies have been struggling during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, actually, they've all done quite well. If you look at their share price, if you look at their profits, all yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, so, and then you've got the secondary factor of, well, ah, just it really, it shakes investors' confidence if you go forward and say, oh, no, don't worry, it's going to be okay next half, and yeah. then it's not. Yeah. Because people were already kind of not believing you, and then they were proved correct right. not to believe okay. you. So, so you've actually got to deliver. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost better to give the big downgrade first and yep. then outperform it. Yeah. than it is to give multiple little downgrades, okay. basically. All right, uh, let's kick off with our stock of the day, a stock that's uh, been in the spotlight and 
CSL and the University of Queensland have abandoned phase two of its COVID vaccine candidate, revealing that multiple participants suffered a cross-reaction, returning false positive HIV test results. In a statement to the ASX CSL saying no one was ever at risk of catching the virus that uh, causes AIDS, regardless the vaccine will not progress beyond phase one. CSL is already manufacturing doses of the Oxford University AstraZeneca vaccine, another option being explored by the federal government, which cut its deal to purchase 50 million doses of the potential vaccine. Uh, this morning, Health Minister Greg Hunt confirming Australia has already secured 31 million more doses from other candidates, including Oxford University, um, and roll, which is rolling out this week in the UK. So um, CSL share price down a fair bit today. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I'm more sad. So I own shares in CSL, and I'm much more sad about the fact that the Australian developed vaccine isn't isn't a goer than I am about the the slight hit to the share price. Um, this is scientists doing doing well. They, they actually had yep. a vaccine that, from the face of it, looks like it probably works. It's just got this disadvantage, which it messes up with our HIV monitoring regime. So why would we want to solve one problem while potentially creating another? I think that is. Yeah. The, the rationale that's going on here, why they're letting it go. So actually, there probably is a long-term positive for CSL here, which is they have these capabilities to, to solve these problems. They, they've yeah. just not, they've not got a bullseye on this account. And so it doesn't shake my belief in the fact that this is a super important to Australia, very important long-term great tech company that we have. Yeah. Um, but of course, it's just disappointing for all Australians that we're not going to actually have an Australian vaccine out yeah. there. So at this price, would you be buying uh, CSL? So I have a smallish holding in CSL just yeah. because I think it's such a great quality company. And Rudy's the one that like yeah. has convinced me in, into it most recently. But I've, <laughs> I've actually owned it on and off over the years. And it's just one of those things where I was like, oh, every uh, time I've sold it, it's basically been a mistake. So maybe I should just hold some now and then just let that yeah. be a lesson and, and I can go with that journey. The downside okay. is, of course, everyone loves it. Let's bring in Rudy Philip at Van Dyke from FN Arena. Rudy, you're sweating. Knows how to make an uh, <laughs> <laughs> Running a bit late and you've run <laughs> to get here. Literally, running well a little done. bit late. Oh, blimey, mate, take a deep breath. Have a glass of water. That's commitment. Um, I can remember you, you told me months ago, CSL is one of the great med techs in um, in Australia, and any time it gets around 280, just uh, buy, just buy, buy, just buy around 280, you'll never be disappointed. Keep 280, it in 280, proportion yes. to your portfolio size, yes. but 280 is what. So I did for my little super fund. So the fact that it's still 292 yeah, exactly. doesn't phase exactly. me at all. I, mean, about you? Um, I have to correct both of you a little bit. Um, I think this is the most quality, highest quality stock we have on the ASX. More and than technology one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Whoa! And, That's and, high and, praise. And, 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 by, and by 100 miles above, above right. the cornfield. Okay. Um, average return for shareholders since IPO is around the 28%. Yeah. But that's the average number. It doesn't mean that every year it will tick up 28%. Yeah. What history shows us is exactly what I sort of said with, with the 280 to 90. When CSL share price goes through a period of consolidation, basically, which is now doing, yeah. You never know exactly how long the consolidation lasts, but what, what history shows you is that it's just a pause in a long-term uptrend. Right. And okay. I have seen no reason whatsoever. And the, the lower the share price goes, the higher the upside that eventually comes. Right. Okay. So, would so for me, that's a yes. Be <laughs> buying 290, okay? Yes. It's basically a halt from you. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to give it a buy as well. This oh, time, okay. Yeah. So it goes into the portfolio. Buy on the weekends, goes <laughs> into the portfolio. Look, I think so far we've gotten ProMedicus in and CSL in. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, maybe we're going a little bit on the expensive side, but we're definitely going for quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. excellent. All right. Um, Claude, let's get into uh, the first of the stocks that our viewers have suggested. Adrian wants a view on event hospitality and entertainment. It's sort of uh, Ford divisions, entertainment, event cinemas and things like that, hotel right. and resorts, entertainment technology and some property investments straight into New Zealand, Germany. Yeah, so it basically, the property side is mostly, I think, associated yeah. with some developments that they then also use hotels and cinemas and yeah. stuff to sort of anchor. So yeah. that makes sense that they do property. It's not completely random. Um, they're a good company. They are um, probably, obviously, as probably Rudy will know, 
it's not the kind of stock that I genuinely invest in. But the bizarre thing is I actually did own shares in these ones yeah. recently because when we got the vaccine news, which is obviously the, that's the beginning of a new transition yep. in my view, um, that's when I thought, okay, look, this is a really obvious vaccine beneficiary. And so just I, I bought it on open that next day and I was like, all right, I'm going to buy some. Yep. And, and it started going up quite a bit, which was good. But then we had this terrible news for event, which is that I think it's... Uh, Warner Brothers, was it? Yes. Um, yeah, Warner Brothers announced that they would release their 2021 catalogue directly to HBO Max. Yeah. So what this is showing is potentially the end of the many decades when cinemas would get the big releases first and you have to go to the cinemas if yeah. you really want to watch it. Now, I don't think this is the end of cinema in any way, but it obviously made me think, well, actually, probably event is not the best way to play the vaccine reopen. So I actually then sold it a couple of weeks after I'd bought it for a small gain. It was just a trade for me. Yeah. I'm not regretting it, but I would have held it longer, but for this right. news about Warner Brothers. Okay. All right. So I know for you. I know for me, cinema. yeah. Well, definitely not for me. Yeah. Um, slightly different view, but it's, it's, it's in similar. You have to question the viability of, of theatres, cinemas, mm. because they are basically based on the model that every seat will have a person. Mm. And that's changing now. And I know that, I don't, I don't know particularly about their cinemas, but I do know that even before the pandemic, their German cinemas were always in, in trouble. Yeah. And they tried to find a buyer for it, uh, and okay. nobody was interested to yeah. in buying it. Yeah. So now we have a pandemic, and you have to question the viability of their cinemas. Right. Uh, apart from the fact that these guys uh, run hotels, yeah. um, I take a big guess, hotels are not going to be full uh, to the max. Um, the other thing is they also do Threadball, by the way. I'm surprised you didn't mention that one. They yeah. do what? They, they own Threadball. Oh, Threadball, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah that's great. And which is a great yeah. asset as well. Yes, but um, I'm not so sure where there's a lot of, lot of growth in there or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the cinemas are just, are just a ball and chain around, around their ankle. Right. And I think we will, we will probably talk a lot today about that reopening trade. And, yeah. and if there's one statement I totally agree with, this is probably not the best way to play right. that, that theme. Um, I'm just looking back through my notes here. Ah. Um, last week, um, you were at Threadball? Yeah, no, no, no. Vista yeah. came up as a recovery stock. I like that one. Yeah, Claude, yeah. I think you were on the uh, on the call that day. Yeah, so I've had yeah. people correctly question me and say, "Well, why did you sell Event <laughs> and you've not sold Vista?" Hmm. Well, that's why I keep my little book. Yeah, just no. to question everyone on you're, this. So you're as sharp as a tack. So on that be, Vista is a better view. Well, so basically, <laughs> <laughs> he's being punished. <laughs> I've, lost, I've lost gas in my chair. I feel I feel like Dickie D from Hey Hey at Saturday. Oh, let like, me see if I, I you know the no Charlie, you know the Charlie right? Chaplin movie. Yeah, yeah. Right? When Mussolini meets so we'll have to oh, transition yep. to a standing show. Anyway, uh, no. So it's a great question, and the way I rationalise is this: but I invite viewers to say, Claude you are talking rubbish and I do not believe you I invite you to judge me but my thinking is this right when you have this longer term tailwind against cinemas which is exacerbated by the Warner Brothers news yeah. um, the first one to take the pain from that is the actual cinemas mm. but the software provider to those cinemas is a little bit protected because they're going to keep on paying for the software right yeah. up until they go out of business. Right. So, yes, this is a yeah. bad thing, but yeah. my yeah. argument would be the impact on Vista mm. doesn't... So, if a cinema gets its profitability impacted over 10 years and it goes from making you know $2 million a year to $200,000 a year, it yeah. may well still be paying, basically, Vista the entire time. Yeah. So it may. It, it may. may, yeah. So, it there's... May. Of right. course, that is still a headwind yes. because, well, you yes. want your clients to be doing well so yes. that you can keep on selling them yes. add-ons and blah, blah, blah. So it is a, a headwind. I accept that completely. Mm. My hope is that the Vista recovery that will potentially get a bit of reopening uplift, but also just they have gone right. separately in a, a cyclical thing. They need to invest heavily in their product. They've started doing that about a year ago now. That's got a couple more years to run. I'm yeah. hoping for the uplift after that right. will overcome the headwind. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Rudy, Charles wants a view on IGO, the uh, nickel, copper and yeah. zinc mining business. Who's, um, now, who's now moving into lithium, by the way. Well, yeah, and <laughs> they've got a whole bunch of interests, haven't yes, they? Right yes. through well, mainly they, WA and Yeah, well, they were starting getting a little bit of a problem because some of, some of their assets that have performed really, really well in, in, in the past are yeah. running end of life. Ah, so right. they have to start renew. And they not surprisingly, uh, trying to do that through lithium. Ah. Um, so I guess 
at this point in time, it's the deal is not settled, but it I mean it, it'll it'll settle uh, in 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 the short term. I guess this is now just like mineral resources. It's is now becoming a, a lithium play. Yeah. And if there's anything I picked up from from uh, from recent weeks is that. Um, Apart from the share market getting all excited about commodities next year again, uh, lithium is, is sold by many considered as to be the standard uh, way to play the economic recovery next year. Yep. So in that sense, um, you could, well, I'm assuming that's not priced in yet, but in that sense, I, I'm assuming there's, there's more upside for, for IGOR, which used to be called Independence Group. Yep. Um, it's one of those companies that changed their name into their ASX code. There's quite a few that yeah. do that, Rough. for one reason, I don't know Rough. why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing that, that, that I would caution here is that playing resources stocks like an IGOR, which is not really small, but it's not large either. It's in that smaller mid-cap space is that it can be at times enormously volatile. And if you're just putting money in there and you're, you're really worried about what can happen on a day-to-day -day basis, then maybe this is not the stock to put in your portfolio because you will get heart attacks and headaches yeah. on a regular basis. Okay, so this is a great example. In the, um, uh, today it shot up 45 cents, I think. Yesterday was a good day for it. So it's had a big spike up. Yes. And that's you, on the lithium. Yes. That's on the lithium. That's on the lithium. Yes. So you're saying... Be careful. Yeah. Because market sentiment... Or do you take a profit? Market sentiment works both ways. Well, see, 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 see I, I usually don't own these stocks for starters and for yeah. that particular reason. But I, um, if you're doing this well in the very short term, maybe what you do is you take out what you put in the first place and, right. and you, you allow your, 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 your gains to, to, to run further. So take some profits. Okay. Well, th so this is one of the few mining companies that I do keep like half an eye on ah. um, because I obviously like the lithium angle myself. Um, but I think we had that five-year share, share price before. Yeah. And uh, for me, that's <laughs> just like the classic mining company share price. So it wasn't that bad. It's just that yeah. it's the, uh, the people that seem to make the money on these mining stocks, a lot of them, is the ones that really know they're really on top of understanding where commodity prices are going and the, and the nitty-gritty of the operations of these uh, companies and they're able to buy them at a good time and then sell them at a good time. Mm. They're not the classic long-term compounders mm. that Rudy and I generally look for. Right. So for that reason, I just never end up owning a mining no. company. No. But basically, if if it wasn't, you know, this looks like a better than usual mining company to me. Uh, mm. um, it, it pays a small dividend. It's been profitable for years. It's I think it looks reasonably good. It's been reasonably well, well run. It's got, I think, founder alignment, CEO alignment. It's definitely one. If you're a mining investor and interested in that kind of thing, this would be one that I definitely have on my watch yeah. list. But yeah, yeah not, not for me, just because I'm looking for a yeah. for a business mo model that. Um, look, I mean, it's gone up. It's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's. I think it's, it's a decent close mining to its company. Five year highs. Yeah. So, I wouldn't be buying today on on the on the back of a thirty percent lift. They raised capital. Actually, this is an important point. They raised capital at about four dollars sixty, I think, to do mm -hmm. this takeover. Right. So the people that have got and this may be the person, the viewer might be um, somebody who held um, shares previously. I say, look, it's all good. And, and definitely Hold around on. that capital raising um, price seems reasonable, but I'm just simply not expert enough to be able mm. to advise someone on when to make an exit of these stocks. And then the problem is the long-term history shows that usually they're not a good long-term compounder. And if you do buy and hold, then you want long-term compounder. Okay. All right. The, the best advice I ever got about commodities is you buy them when they're down. Yep. And for example, you see it's clearly on the chart, February 2016 was yeah. the moment. I mean, they just kept on selling for nine months and the commodity price is very low, share price very low. Yeah. That's the best time because they, will, they, they, they hardly ever stay, okay. stay at those low so levels. So you'd be ever. buying oil and gas at the moment? Uh, well, apart from the fact that I don't do that. But right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so exactly. All right, Charles, thanks for that suggestion. Elliot uh, wants a view on O Media, the big outdoor advertising uh, business um, here on Ausbiz. We spoke to the Chief Executive uh, Brendan Cook earlier this morning. Take a listen at what he had to say. Flexibility we're able to deliver for clients. Uh, certainly we saw that through uh, the uh, quarter three in particular as there was a lot of different ways clients could reach audiences. Um, we were able to demonstrate that uh, through our data plays uh, in a way that gave clients confidence to start to bring their money back into the medium and that's flowed through into Q4. So I think we've had to get a lot of the strategies uh, in place uh, anyway to be successful in 21. And I think what we've got them is, is they're there now, the teams are working through them and it's just a matter of uh, 
continuing that uh, that approach and and I suppose is the the confidence in the the economy and the confidence in the in the out of home medium continues to grow. Uh, we're just going to make sure we're doing the right things. Brennan Cook uh, being fairly positive there on O-Media. Well, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the, the, the whole thing with O-Media is um, the market is sort of forecasting that by 2022, they will, have, they will be back at their revenue of 2019. Right. And on that basis, you would, you would, you would buy that company. Yeah. Um, it's all predicated on the fact that if we do get that economic uh, recovery through next year, then advertising will follow. Um, the, the trend pre, pre-pandemic was that there was more and more advertising was going outdoors. Yep. They, 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 they stand to benefit from that. I still think you're taking a leap of faith here. Um, if you look at the, the current uh, dynamics, then the share price would look expensive. I'm, I'm convinced of that. But although it's very low, that's because the expectations are very low and forecasts are very low. So you have to take that leap of faith that the economic recovery will materialize. They, they will be lagging that, but first comes the activity, then comes the advertising. Um, so there's, there's plenty of time, but the market will just jump on it. That, that, that's already a big rise we see there since August. Right. Um, it is a big leap of faith you have to take. I would be personally a little bit more cautious with that, just like with, with event, because I think it will be slower than the right. optimists are anticipating. Okay. So I would actually go for a hold here. Right. Okay. I, I think Rudy's being over, uh, well, he's being very generous and nice. So that's cool. <laughs> um, that's nice. I, so I feel a bit bad because this is a company that I have um, shorted, made money shorting, and, and also like being very critical of, of the years because I believed correctly that it was cruising for a bruising, which it did receive extremely yep. badly. And it's a beautiful story from a short perspective because what happened is you've got like, don't, no offense on their business, like that's fine, it's a totally legitimate business. What they did to grow it was load up on heaps of debt, right? Mm. So you load up on heaps of debt, you've got heaps of leverage. Whilst things are going good, you look like an absolute legend. Everyone loves you. But what happens is if you have something that upsets your revenue streams that you're using to pay off that debt, you're in trouble. Yep. And for that reason, prior to all of this COVID, I would not need to know what would cause a slowdown in advertising, just a re- recession, anything like a war, a, a pandemic, whatever it is, I knew yeah. 100% guaranteed that as soon as that happened, O-Media yeah. would get absolutely wrecked. And, it did. and the wrecking and it began did. even before the pandemic, by the yeah. way. But yeah. the, um, so what happened is, and this is brilliant, for this is the shortest dream, right? They got completely destroyed and then they raised capital in a one for one at pretty much the bottom, 27th of March, mm. 27th yeah. of March. They missed the bottom of the market by three days. Mm. This yes. is incredible yes. stuff. This is like, <laughs> this is selling. This is Webjet and Flight Center stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So they, their share price, it, it looks like it's half, but it's actually essentially the equivalent of being back to where it was before. Yes. And I think that a lot of retail, like a lot of people kind of missing that. Yes. And it's yes. like, no, you've actually doubled the share count. So I'm not shorted at the moment, but I was shorting, I'm, I've been shorting that for years. If you look Claude Walker and O-Media, you're gonna find me like making fun yeah. of the company like for yeah. since two years ago, it's almost 20, 18th of December, 2018 was when we first put out like a podcast where I was like short this stock. Right. And it wasn't against the business. It wasn't against anything. Yeah, yeah. Like you've got a cyclical business with heaps of debt. Okay. That is what you go around looking for. To, to see. If you want to find a company that will blow up in a recession, look for that. Right. And, and okay. so they've got a better future ahead of them now. But I believe if they do the same thing as that. So they've raised their capital, reduced their debt. But watch that debt level. If that claim climbs back up again, mm. they're going to start mm. looking really good. So maybe this is actually an okay time because mm. now they're going to do the whole cycle again. Maybe it's okay now. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. So that's why maybe Rudy. Oh yeah, you can't say okay now. I was I was going to say so, Claude. Does that mean a no? It's a no. After it's you've slammed no. them all, and then yeah. you go, yes. Oh well, maybe that. Well, I'm, I'm leaving it open that like I'm leaving it open that we've sort of had the come down now, and it'll probably be sure. fine for a while. But long term, if yeah, yeah. I, would, no, I would watch well, out for long term, I would agree. The, the, the problem you have with stocks like this is in the short term, it doesn't matter what their earnings are. The market is simply pushing the share price up because that is the reopening trade. Huh? Yep. 
the challenge comes later when the numbers have to have to back up the share price, and yeah, that's yeah. why I say it's you have to be. I'm, I'm a little bit and, more cautious on that. And one. because of the size of the raise, they've got to be doubly good. Yeah, exactly. Oh, to get well, back well, to well, the well, previous. And, level. and the way well, they'll well, get there, well, the well, easiest well, way to get back there yeah. is to take on more debt again. That's yeah. the irony of the situation. Oh, okay. It's just the nature of the business. I'm nothing against it. You can make money trading yeah. that stuff, but it, it, it's just right. dangerous. It's, it's safer, right. safer to assume that they won't get back there. Okay. All right. Thank you for that, Elliot. Now, Matt wants a view on a. Uh, company that is in the sleep-related breathing disorders, uh, sleep apnea, snoring, bruxism, whatever that is, uh, produces and sells devices uh, primarily in Asia, Pacific, North America and Europe. And you're thinking, ResMed? No. Uh, it's Somnomed, which is sort of, what do you call it, the younger they have cousin, the ResMed the challenger. Yeah, the challenger. you could call it the a ResMed wannabe. It would yeah. love to be. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, yeah, so they do the mouth guards yep. instead of the full machines. Now, yeah. I think there's a strong argument for these mouth guards because there's a sort of medium state of um, having sleep apnea oh, yeah. where you can probably just use one of these mouth guards. Would it be to terrible to admit my wife has one of those mouth guards? That would be bad, wouldn't it? I think it's very common. So I'll take that back. I could also admit, no, no, admit I'm actually, people. I'm, <laughs> actually, I'm actually surprised a lot of people have them. Like, oh, really? Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. No, oh, no. That's, that's, well, that's why ResMed profits just keep on growing every yeah, yeah. year. I mean, the, well, world, the world is really getting yeah. onto it. I'm asthmatic, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is a bit of correlation. If right. one yeah. day I end yeah. up in the oh, same boat, no. hope yeah, not. Yeah. I don't need any more respiratory difficulties. Right, but, yeah. um, <laughs> and it's really important for people to have treatment when they are having sleep apnea because yeah. it can just, that having improved sleep can really improve your life, your quality of life. And so that's good. It's a good thing. And I was so happy to get this question from Matt because it was exactly the kind of company that I need to go and keep an eye on and revisit. So these guys had a similar story for Omedia, except it wasn't debt that caused their problem. It was the fact that they weren't making any profits. So they need to fund their continued growth. And then of course their business model involves people going to sleep centers and um, having a lot of person to person yeah. contact. So it's of course going to be impacted by COVID right. and they're running the balance sheet too thin. So these guys did a similar thing as Omedia and they did the capital raising, you know, right very close to the bottom. Fortunately, it was only one for 3.24. So one for one means the share count doubles basically. But yeah, yeah. one, you're only one for 3.24. I think you only increase it by 30%. It's still yeah, bad, yeah, yeah. but it's not going to yeah. cause yeah. such no, problem with dilution. Yeah. And it's actually a good one by Matt though, because funnily enough, these guys were in the middle of a transition even before mm. uh, COVID because they had made the mistake of doing a change in business model, which was essentially competing with their customers. Yeah. So trying to sell direct, but that was ruining their, their existing channels. So that was causing them so much trouble. They eventually stopped that. The long serving board that had previously been quite good, but really just made a big mistake in this. They finally gone out, which is I think what needed to happen after they like did really some right. quite bad decisions, but like they also created a great company. So I'm not saying against them. I'm just saying sometimes you need change. Yeah. You've had that change now in August this year. It's got money on the balance sheet. I reckon this one is set up for a, a potential um, go at, at getting back its growth mantle. Very interesting stock, one that's definitely on my watch list. I don't okay. own it, but I'd almost give it a buy uh, as close as I could anyway. Okay. Your Honor, we have a disagreement. ResMed is the number one in that sector. You yeah. could argue that a very good challenger is, uh, to a certain extent, is uh, Fish and Pickle Healthcare. Um, we, we have quite a number of companies listed on the stock exchange that all try to take market share away or um, t pick up disgruntled uh, clients of ResMed and there's quite a number of them. Right. People don't necessarily like to sleep with that big thing on their face yeah, yeah, every, every, every night. Like yes. Lecture, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but what I've learned over, over the years is that if you want to have access to that sector or to a sector, you go with the number one. Right. Longer term, unless the number one really Fs it up and, and loses its way, you, you I mean it's REA in, 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 the, in the portals, it's uh, yeah. SEEK in the, in, the, in the job portals, it's ResMed in, in this sector, it's yeah. CSL is in, in another one. You go with the number one and the yeah. number one, it's CBA amongst the banks, for example, the number one is the one to hold for the longer term. In okay. the short term, it's possible that, I mean, Ainsworth performs better than Aristocrat, possible longer term almost never happens yeah okay so i'm very right. simplistic on so, this one so i know I'm stay away from somnomed and okay. buy resmed okay <laughs> all right uh and somnomed is in the calls portfolio so it 
goes out oh, uh, as a result of this. Uh, you only had half a buy on it. Yeah, Don't yeah, you yeah, give yeah. him any stick. <laughs> 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 you, you started the rot. Um, Jane Rudy wants a view on Marley Spoon. Now, dur- during lockdown, yes. Marley Spoon yes. was yes. the megastar. Yes. Yes. And look yes. at its share price since yes. then. The last yes. couple of months, so it's been down 40%. Yes. The, probably the best way to say here is that the share market lives in the moment. Yeah. And you, what you have to try to distinguish as an investor is what's driving the share price at this particular point in time and is it sustainable? Yeah. And what happened in a very simplistic format, pre-pandemic, this was a rather obscure German-based company which wasn't profitable and yeah. trying to carve out its market niche yeah. because all of a sudden societies went into lockdown, the king in town, yeah, and now Woolworth, societies... Woolworths took a stake. So yeah, 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 yeah. Good also, for its credibility. It, it, all, it all adds to Marley the story. Spoon, the home-delivered it all, food. It uh, all adds to the business. story. But then, of course, if societies are opening up again, then the big question mark is how much of that demand that just fell into their lap yeah. is going to stay and is going to stay for longer. And I think that's the big question mark here that, it, that, is, that remains unanswered because we will, we will find out over the next few years. Australia has pretty much opened up now. Yep. I believe that their revenues are now in decline. There is already a hint of, a, of an answer. So I think these guys are actually, um, I'll, I'll put it very simple. I mean, I, I ordered a pizza last week and I went to pick it up myself. Mm. I've never ordered a Marley Spoon, by the way, but I, mean, I, could, I could have it delivered by, by a yeah. young kid on a bike. Yeah. And I just walked for 10 minutes and picked up myself. So right. there is the challenge for, for uh, companies like Marley Spoon to, to, to hold on to what all of a sudden fell into their lap. And I think that question mark for me is way Still too big. large to, uh, to get enthusiastic here. Right. Well, I'm, I feel a bit better after hearing that from Rudy. <laughs> um, you shorted it. <laughs> no, I didn't short it. I never short this one. But the worst thing, I did have an embarrassing error with this one, though. And if, I think it's three companies that may benefit for the, from the pandemic. I, I wrote about this. I was like, oh, as soon as this pandemic comes along, Marley Spoon's going to benefit. Jump on the shares at 27 cents. A week later, it's gone to 43 cents. So I, and I sold shares. I was like, oh, this is not that good a company. It's all, almost gone up, you know, 80% or whatever. I'll just take my profits and, and, put, and try and find a better quality company to put it in. Yep. Then it goes to three dollars. <laughs> oh my gosh! And the watching that has been painful. Like I think that we right. can. What even were the other two? Did you do better uh, on the other? What two? were they? Uh, they were. Uh, there's open learning, which is oh, yeah. which has still gone pretty well. I think it's kind of expensive now, but mm. um, yeah, I sold yeah. that one as well. But it did. Right. I it's still going quite well. Whereas okay. I think Marley Suits coming down and right. M and F Group, which I still hold, and I think it's a good okay. one. That does okay. VOIP connectivity yes. for. Right. Um, so you can imagine mm. it, it benefits from work from home and, and right. remote yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so back to uh, Marley Spoon. Yeah. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't discount it. I reckon that I've already underestimated massively. So it's kind of one that I watch now. But I think now, as Rudy's pointed out, it got super hyped up. And it, yeah, it benefited massively from the pandemic and, it, yeah. and it, that lowered its customer acquisition cost. Mm. And so um, I could definitely see it coming down a fair bit further. But it's one right. to watch because it, even now they're reporting something like 91% of their um, revenue is for, from repeat orders. Oh, so and customers are sticking. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to watch. Mm. But I suspect that because I might not be the target market of this, I'm mm. underestimating how much people that are the right match for it use it. I can't see it right now. I can't understand why you wouldn't okay. just use Woolworths. Mm. But mm. if there are people for whom this is a great solution and they're, and they're sticking around for a long time, then it could, then it could definitely okay. be a really great business. All right. Um, let's just recap the, uh, the first five uh, stocks, including our stock of the day, CSL. A yes from both uh, Rudy and Claude. Uh, event hospitality, a no. Um, IGO, um, basically, uh, Rudy's saying take a few profits at this stage. Um, if you if you've been in it a while, Claude says look, hold on to it. Oh media, oh media. Um, a hold from uh, Rudy, a no from uh, Claude. Uh, Somnomed uh, was half a buy from Claude <laughs> and a definite no from Rudy. Uh, he prefers Resmed. Go with the market leader. Uh, a no for Marley Spoon, but uh, is on Claude's watch list. Uh, let's take a look at how it's performing. The calls portfolio for the week uh, down 0.6 of a percent for the month, up four and three quarter percent since the first of July. 23 percent. Now, if you want to see 
all the uh, stocks that are in it, just go to osbiz.co uh, slash portfolio. Some of the stocks recently added by our uh, expert panels, Newex Envirosuite, uh, Hum Group, uh, the old Flexi Group, that's a controversial one, and uh, NAOS Emerging Opportunities Fund, Bravura, some of the stocks taken out, Infratil, take your profits because it's under that takeover threat at the moment, and Blue Scope Steel. All right, let's go into the uh, second lot of uh, five stocks. Leonard um, really wants a view on Alcidian, the, um, uh, the health information business, isn't it? Sort of it's, digitizes yeah, it's, it's, hospital records. Uh, just done a big deal in the UK. It's essentially an. It's essentially an IT company that basically works for, for hospitals. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, um, um, Gets all their patient records digitized. It, it, and tries, stuff, to, it? it tries to weed out human error, which, right. which would be very... Thank goodness. Would, 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 <laughs> which would be very huge for hospitals, yes. Yeah. Um, interesting technology, interesting company. For me, it's, it's, it's too small. Um, I, I'd be happy to wait until it gets bigger and to and, and become more successful. Um, because it's not like this company is, is, has just started. It's been around for a while. Right. And, and, and the progress uh, so far, as far as I can see, it's been a little bit of a snail pay. Uh, okay. no, it wasn't very fast. Um, and it looks a bit illiquid as well. Too. Well, that, that's, okay. that, that's, what, that's what I mean when I say it's, it's too small, yeah. I think. And you really have to be careful. You have to take that into account. Um, because some, so maybe not necessarily when you're when you're a retail investor, you put two thousand dollars in there or whatever. But still, um, if 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 sentiment sours in the market, those stocks will completely dry up and you can't sell. Yeah, I mean that that is okay. just a good. You get caught in it. Yes. So for me, is if it's really a good company, then time is on your side and you can wait. Okay. Yeah. So th this is an interesting one. This is one that I own and I've watched it for a long time. I, I can't. I'm not disagreeing with anything Rudy said. Um, I have been hot and cold on it myself uh, recently because I've just on the Rich Life Twitter tweeted a chart, which I'm like referring to now, which is just this sort of the cash flow right. chart. Oops, you can yep. see it's been very up and down. Mm. And that has um, obviously it's sort of slightly been reflected in the mm. share price yeah. there as well. Now, what you really want to see in a software company like this is just up, basically. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> that's why you couldn't put it in that really, um, okay. really top quality yeah. stuff. But I hold shares in it because I think they do have a, um, a solution that's going to help yeah. a lot of people. They have been impacted by the COVID not being able to sell, especially in the UK. Yeah. And the reason they went up on this, this recent jump from 13 cents to about 20 cents, mm. 21 cents, is because they announced a new fairly big contract for them. Now, yeah, yeah and, and, that, and that's great. Um, having said that, my, a good friend of mine, literally he'd been buying around 14 cents and he sold it into that pop at 21 cents right. because he says that, you know, it's just one contract. Yeah. It's not enough to justify yeah. mm -hmm. the massive lift. And I can't argue with that. Now I still hold, but I can't argue with that point. It didn't justify that big pop. So I wouldn't be surprised to see this come down again. And what we need to see as shareholders is more right. of those wins. More. Okay, exactly. but you've, you've recently I done have a report on this. I, uh, so on I, I covered, I so covered that issue. Yeah, yeah, you, look at it. you can go to the website because there was when they okay. announced that big contract, they weren't clear how much was their software mm. and how much was reselling right. software, mm. and that's really important because you get great margins for your own yes. software, not so no, much for reselling. No, no. Anyway, the CEO got back to me, which I updated that article. Actually, I think about eighty percent was mm. their software, oh. so that's actually good okay. news. Yeah, yeah. All right. So if you want any more detail and you're interested, go to a Rich Life uh, website. It's all there. Sign up and subscribe. Uh, now, Bradley, Claude wants a view on Adacel, the, uh, the air traffic management, air traffic control simulation sort of business. Yeah, well, I'd love, to, I'd love to think that I've got some viewers now that know my previous history with this stock. Back in the day, I actually, um, I did recommend this and I was long this. And then basically what happened is they have a sort of lumpy software thing. They hadn't been investing too much in their software mm. and they have these sort of big sales of new simulator things and also this, um, this flight software for... I think they specialize more in like over water landing. So they have oh, a lot of okay. little islands and stuff like that oh. that they sell to. And it's, it's a good business, but what happened is basically they, they were giving bullish guidance, everything, the profit was going up. And I just feels like in hindsight, what was happening is they were under investing in the product and they were making the results look really, really good. Right. And then of course, um, people were selling, in, insiders were selling yeah. shares, cashing out right at the top. If we get the five year chart, it kind of illustrates what I'm talking about. Yep. And then, you had this sort of downgrade. Oh, thank you, you thank go. you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Well done, and then, got 
And then he, he that, drives the show, brings up these charts. <laughs> yeah, good fella. So that yeah. is the pain, and yes. unfortunately now I didn't wow. get completely caught yes. up in that. But at some point I realised what was happening yes. and and yeah. sold and and made a little loss, I think. But basically now, arguably, um, you're going to have the same cycle. Like maybe it's bottoms now, mm. and because they recently gave a little upgrade, they're saying things are positive again. Blah blah blah. So the cynic in me is kind of like, oh, maybe the upgrade cycle's starting again, and now is actually the time to buy. But right. blimey, I'd be out of there quickly if the insiders mm. are selling again. Brady? Right. Mm. Slightly different view. It's, it's, it's that reopening trade. I, I still think that the markets are way too optimistic about how airports and, and airlines will, will, how quickly they will open up and get, get back to full capacity. Yeah. Um, and then you get to the, to the software provider, to the airports. Mm, I'm not so sure. I think the market again lives into the moment it's all momentum play the numbers have to back up later that's yeah. why i'm getting a little bit more cautious when the numbers have to come through that's why i get a little bit more more ang anxious i okay. think uh, so i would i wouldn't i wouldn't okay. touch this one would you buy it now because you think the cycle's going I up or not? The cynic in me is almost like, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not really what I, it's not you really what I think. I, right. well, I sometimes do okay. do that, David, unfortunately, right. but okay. it's not, the, it's not my best <laughs> self. It's not my best self as an investor. So I don't right. want to encourage people to like okay. do a bad habit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Only what is his best self as an investor? <laughs> What's his worst? No, 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 we won't go into that. Um, Rudy Ripon wants a view on Amero International, the big 3D printing business. Uh, first thing that comes to mind is hype. Uh, right. Second thing that comes to mind is it's a, it's a, it's a lilliputter. Uh, the third thing that comes to mind is um, um, I don't think it's that liquid. Right. Uh, from memory, if, if the market cap is 100 million it's probably not much more right uh, i mean i'll pull out my old joke that's what the ceo of of, of C csl spends on his holiday right. um, <laughs> treat with caution right in particular right. if it's if it's already run that that high um, i remember and it's not that long ago when all the rage was 3d printing and and they just they just kept on going and you look back six months later and they're all being trashed, literally yeah. trashed. Yeah. And that gives you that, that, that market sentiment. Yes, 3D printing is, is the future, but you know what? ResMed does 3D printing. And that's maybe one of the reasons why you own ResMed. Right. You do not necessarily have to own a company that is specialized in, and, and okay. calls themselves a 3D printer. Um, so from that perspective, um, again, uh, for me, really immature, too yeah. immature, too small, uh, unproven, too much risk. Right. If they if they develop into a uh, solid business in a few years time, I'll, I'll happily revisit. Right. But at this point in time, ah, barge ball. Claude? Uh, it's hard to add anything to what uh, Rudy just said <laughs> then really. I, I mean, we'll add that I think I looked up what their actual receipts from customers were and it was $72,000 <laughs> in the last. Um, There's a lunch. $72,000? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, so, a, that's a lunch that's for much. some people. That's <laughs> like less than the salary of like probably most of our viewers or something. So, And it's a $61 million company. Oh, so yeah. it seems very, I, on wow. the face of it, I would say yes. Like that looks like hype to me. And 3D printing is always like a thing that gets hyped up. It's yeah. had so many like rounds of hypes, this additive manufacturing stuff. We have seen a lot more excitement than we've actually seen profits. Yeah. Yeah. I, in fact, I don't yeah. know a single... ASX listed mm. company in this thing. Like we've had a lot of them, by the way, and, it's, and many of them are still listed. But I don't know a single one that's. What's made the one that, that does the building in the building industry with the robot? Oh, uh, fast bricks. Yeah, fast that's bricks. probably one of the worst yeah. ones. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> All right. Okay. So I know uh, Beth Claude wants a view on Bank of Queensland. We're going from one extreme to the other now. Yeah. So we're well out of bank. So we're well out of my. Uh, area where when we go to the big banks um of which this is still a big bank uh my general my general thing would be in a low interest rate environment and no real change and also with you know probably dicey uh overall economy still for a while to go i'd be avoiding the banks right. all of the banks now that's not against bank of queensland in particular yeah, just, just i wouldn't the, se take, the sector yeah itself. uh slightly slightly education for the viewers there is a there is a risk scale yeah. which is very easily to, to determine because you can just look at, at, at the past performance of all of them. I mean, the, the lowest risk, highest return over the long run in Australia is CBA and absolutely no competition. 
seldom has a buy rating because it always always trades at a premium, and that's the reason why people go, oh, it's too expensive, and it all yeah. it's almost like a CSL story in the bank se- in the yeah. banking sector. Yeah. Underneath that, you get the likes of of NAP and 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 ANZ. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, uh, Westpac and St George are the, are the more risky ones in the big four. Yeah. That's why they are trading at a discount. And you see that, that's why they have the most scandals and the most fines and all of that. Yeah. Um, if you go below that, then you, then you become with the regionals. And the only reason why you would, you would buy the regionals, in my view, is when they're down, yes, they have temporarily the highest upside, which is probably shown again in, in recent weeks. But when the proverbial hits the fan, they are the ones who get carted out and, and quite heavily. Yeah. The other thing which we also will notice now is that um, a CBA, for example, will, will much quicker reinstate its dividends that it's lost this year yeah. these guys will take longer and right. i think it's it's not it's not inconceivable that investors will have to wait another 18 months if not a little bit longer before they are the back to where they were and where you get like a decent dividend right. on the share price that already has one very you've high l- you've lift macquarie out of all of that yes it's not a typical bank right uh, macquarie is actually more like like a, like an asset manager essentially yeah. it's like a little bit of a bank uh, because we could also we could also argue that that Suncorp should be in there as well or sure. AMP they all have a bank but yeah. Macquarie is uh, a category e- e- extra uh, it's definitely uh, well it would be in my view above CBA right okay all right uh, and a final stock uh, Kevin wants a view on GDI Property Group this is a, a property and funds management group from what I could gather they almost go. Uh, second tier and regional commercial uh, buildings and refurbish them and they are very active yes yeah. so they yeah. are they are they, they do their own thing and they're very active yeah. um, the, the main problem I have with them they are very much concentrated in Western Australia as well by the way right. but they do a lot of office as well yes and that is the big question mark for me yeah. and um, we don't know we, but, we but literally not, not don't premium, know it's that level yes. below and we, and we don't know uh, what what the exact future and, right. and outlook for office is, and I think that's exactly what is what is what is reflected there in the share price. The market also goes, we don't know, yeah. And so you have to make a big call now that that will normalize. And again, I can't help but feel that that's going to take longer than yeah. than the optimists would okay. like us to believe. So I would, I think there are better property plays out there, less with less question marks, right. and otherwise a hold at best. I would say, um, and you have to take that view that that office will come through. Yeah, a lot of the experts on the call always point to Goodman as the yeah, sector yep, leader yep, in that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, Claude, what do you think of? Yeah, it's interesting when, obviously um, Rudy knows more about this kind of company than me, but what I would add is that I don't even understand why people are looking for um, so much property exposure on the ASX. Um, no. I don't know, like probably the typical Australian if they're at the point where they're investing a lot in shares anyway, probably own a house or something like that. And so I think a lot of people have direct prop- property exposure with probably a yep. meaningful part of their um, net wealth. So it always surprises me to see these kind of instruments so popular. I personally have never ever um, bought one for some hold it for the yield or anything like that. There's a, cu- a couple of special situations that you might go for. Now you could argue that, which leads me to my main point on this, which you could argue that the big pandemic event that's that's hit this so hard is a special in spe- special situation and mm. the company itself is buying back shares so that sort of implies that they think it is a special situation and it's kind of bounced back so actually special situations are the main time mm. of, that i'd actually look at this kind of thing and think mm, maybe having said that i don't feel like particularly like of all of the recovery plays mm. that i could be making mm. office spaces where mm. i want to hit because all of the research is saying that actual employees actually prefer not having to come into the office all the time and i am sure that there'll be certain companies that will say all right we don't mind everyone either because you have to for our functioning and you're not the kind of company that can work from home or second of all just because that's their policy and they want people to come in the problem is over time the the best employees are going to start migrating to the companies that are like yeah we have easy work from home arrangements whatever you want and that's in my view this is possibly and quite probably kicked off a longer term tailwind against office space okay all right it's also just as a side remark because i've done a few uh, stock exchanges in my in my lifetime i think australia in particular i noticed when i arrived here two decades ago to me i think this is the the, the stock exchange which has the most listed property, property. exposures to me. Right. you could even argue yeah. that the uh, 
the guys who do age care and, 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 and etc. They're actually property players. That's the know? Australian psyche, yeah. though, as well. Yeah. 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 Bricks and mortar. But, 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 but there's so much there's so much exposure on the stock exchange listed. Claude makes a really good point, and that's something I've always kept in mind. You know, yeah. I, I'm geared up to my eyeballs in, in property just with my house. Yeah, exactly. Uh, little loan, fit it in with your, your portfolio. So I wouldn't personally want, if there was just a, a you know sustained property prices coming down in Australia, that is going to mean yeah. that like value of our house will go down. And I don't want that that will automatically mean that my value of my investments also goes down as well. Of course, this can happen Double in a recession wind. anyway. Yeah, yeah. but. Ideally, I've got stuff that is not super correlated. Yeah. Totally the current argument is if, if you if you own, let's say, a charter hall or a Goodman Group, that you're not yeah. really doubling up. They do completely yeah. different stuff from, from your personal. They do industrial. Yes. Um, right? But still from property, I like that um, that one that's named Forget Now Viva or something. The one that had yes, the- Yes, Viva. The, 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 it used to be called Viva. Yeah, now yeah. um, it's Had all the petrol stations. Yes, yeah, yes. Petrol So that one seems a little like more interesting to yeah. me. I don't know why I like that, but I just feel like- That's the one I own. They're also, they're just like all these little mini monopoly assets yes. kind of thing. So you yeah. don't usually have a petrol station set up right next to another unless the demand yes. is definitely yeah. there. Absolutely. All right, let's just uh, recap. Uh, Alcidian awake from, uh, from Rudy, a note from Claude. Uh, Adesil, no from both. Amira, no. Bank of Queensland, no. GDI, no. Um, what's, in, what's the highlights of FN Arena? The highlights? Yeah, yeah. Um, what have you been looking at lately? Um, I'm officially on a holiday now, so the whole oh, well so my colleagues are publishing. Uh, okay. So uh, I, I have no idea. <laughs> it is. It's a great website if you want to keep up to date with markets mm. and corporate analysis and things like that. It's yes. really great. So visit that. Uh, really great to see you. My pleasure. Thank you for coming in on the holidays yeah, and making no. the run. He's <laughs> probably going to run for a big Christmas lunch. Claude, always great to see you in person as well. Thanks, yeah, Same fun episode as usual. Uh, that's our show for today. If you'd like any stocks for our expert panel to look at, send us an email, call at osbiz.com.au. Tweet us using the at osbiztv handle. Reminder that if you want to take a look at all the stocks in the calls portfolio, uh, osbiz.co forward slash uh, portfolio and if you want the latest update of what's happening in business and markets every afternoon in your inbox um, Scuddy and Nadine deliver that by 5.30 uh, subscribe there osbiz.co slash join and if you're looking for your next investment the Startup Daily Show is on between 2 and 3 p.m. every afternoon on Osbiz Looks at companies raising capital, the latest in the startup, scale-up, venture capital area. Brooke Roberts, chief executive of Kiwi investment platform, Sherry's, uh, is to uh, launch in Australia. And Brooke is going to give us the uh, the brief latest on that, another sort of fintech investing platform. That's coming up between two and three. So a lot happening on Ausbiz. I'll join you for the last call where we have a few drinks at 4pm this afternoon and talk to fundies and brokers about what's floated their boat during the week and catch up on all the latest gossip. That's from 4 o'clock on the last call. See you then.